looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Or you can do a one-time donation at Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Fawcett Media. Um, By doing this, this will keep us uh, bringing you the content that you love from Ignite Your Acting Career. Uh, We've got all types of levels uh, all the way from $5 monthly to $100 per month. You get general uh, support, ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash ignite your acting career. Welcome to Ignite Your Acting Career Podcast. I'm your host, Frank Fawcett at Fawcett Media. Welcome back, yo, yo. Um, uh, yeah, if you haven't noticed, we're back. We're back to Ignite Your Acting Career. And, um, you know, it, it comes down to prioritizing what is important here um, in my life. And also what is important in your lives, obviously. Um, I looked at the numbers and um, the social media has a way of telling you how, uh, what is important and what people are searching for. So our analytics are all set up for Ignite Your Acting Career for over this past time. And that's the way people find this show. I mean, as soon as I turned it back. Uh, the viewership that I was missing or listenership, thank you, that I was missing, um, reappeared. So everything is hardwired to this brand. So we're going to stick with it. We're going to ride it out, you know. So how are you doing? Good. Just checking in. Um, things have been interesting here on this side in sunny, sunny California. Finally getting some fall weather in and... uh I can't tell you how happy I am because we had a scorcher this summer. I mean, it was 120 degrees one day. It was ridiculous, Um, which, you know, could be paradise for some. But, you know, for others like myself, (laughs) raised on the East Coast, like uh, it's a a whole new world. Um, And uh, guys, you know, I know there's a, you know, like I said, we're going to talk about everything so I can still talk about media and news and everything. But, uh, the news has had a serious drum beat this summer of California is on fire. Let me tell you, Los Angeles, California. I had one day where I saw some smoke. That was because there was a, a fire that was not too far away from here in the mountains. And, uh, yeah, it was really, um, just that one day. So, um, I know some er other areas in California have had more, um, smoke coverage, but we are fine out here. So don't, don't try to 
think for one second that your dream of coming to California is uh, <laughs> is all for naught. Um, you know, California might not be for everybody, but, you know, it has, does represent something for a lot of people. It represents uh, a change, uh, a, a destination where you can achieve most of your dreams. And trust me, even though the pandemic has hit, things have not changed. They've evolved. They've evolved. This is still what I call the office space of Hollywood. So even when another area catches fire, no pun intended, uh, another area becomes more desirable as a shooting location. We had Canada. We had Atlanta. Um, went to the East Coast a couple times where it was really busy and California wasn't as busy. There's always something here. There's always ways to build your, uh, to ignite your acting career. <laughs> so anyway, uh, a lot of cool stuff is happening right now. Um, I've got an interview coming up in the next episode or two. We'll see. Um, Cause I kind of want to time it out with the release, uh, an author who's written a book on uh, being an actorpreneur. Um, from London. She's from London, the UK. Um, I'll be giving you more details as they come, but, you know, stay tuned for that. That should be a treat. I also want to bring some of my friends on the show that are in the industry and, you know, sort of get a different perspective on, you know, how people are facing um, their acting careers in the pandemic that has still it's still around us and still, uh, you know, an obstacle uh, to to doing things. But let me tell you, people, production is back, man. I was just looking at somebody's Instagram the other day. Um, if you're in the right realm of the business right now, you are working. Um, because, you know, though it's less work right now, it is more focused work. And I think we, we almost go back to a time like where every frame was precious. I heard somebody speak about uh filmmaking when we were actually shooting on film. I think it was Jake Chillenhall and uh, Roger Deakins, which if you ever get to watch or, or listen to the team Deakins podcast on, um, um, on iPod, I, what do you call it? Apple podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. I can't talk. Uh, it's a really great podcast that gives you some insight on the technical of it. You know, it's run by the legendary Oscar winning um, cinematographer, Roger Deakins and his wife. And they just talked about how when we were using film, everybody's attention and focus was on that frame on that specific moment because film was expensive and like, you know, actually being in front of the camera was like serious business because we would work all day for the opportunity and the, the perfect lighting. And, 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 you know, you had this time constraint on yourself, which, you know, I'm starting to explore more in my, um, my mind mapping, um, how to, be as efficient as possible during the day. Um, but 
and now in video, you know, people feel like we could shoot all day and uh, <laughs> we'll be able to, you know, just shoot up a couple terabytes of footage and we should be good to go. And we'll just pick from that, which, you know, has its benefits. But like I said, it's something more precious about having the whole crew, the whole cast and everybody in that specific moment focused on the exact same goal to complete this film. And that leads me to the other things going on right now. Uh, I'm actually in the process of writing a script. Um, I could have written a lot more in this time, but uh, I've been given a deadline by a producer and um, trying to get something out to the public. Um, a vehicle starring myself, written by myself. I, I, you know, I <laughs> I love collaboration, but, you know, in, this, in these times right now, it's, it's kind of great to be a one-man band because, you know, I don't have to COVID-19 test myself. Um, I have tested myself, though, <laughs> several times. I've had several different tests, and um, luckily I've come back negative every time, um, although I am a positive person. Um, I don't know. No COVID-19 humor. I mean, you know, it's terrible. (laughs) It's terrible. But uh, the sets are running in a very efficient manner. Um, I haven't heard any big reports of any outbreaks on sets, but, you know, they're doing everything. I've got a friend working on a a television show, not to be named, uh, that he's getting tested uh, every other day. Um. He's getting tested every other day because he's not on set every day, but they've got the 30 minute rapid test. And, you know, that's actually providing um, a little security in these times. And, you know, along with that comes a administrator of the said tests. Um, You know, most uh, film sets now have to provide a budget for uh, a COVID nurse and uh, protocols set up in place so you can be safe. So if I do plan on doing any larger scenes or like uh, things that don't involve just me, um, that there should be some type of uh, stopgap measures in place that would allow, um, allow us to do our work safely. And so that's the fix that we have right now. Um, you know, the, the other option would be to, uh, you know, for us all to wear some type of hazmat suit in the scene. So we'll be in every scene in a suit, you know, no, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. But, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the things I'm doing right now. Script is due on the 15th. I'll let you know <laughs> if I hit that date, but it's good to have a, a set and firm goal. Um, and maybe some type of, you know, financial, um, financial stakes involved, you know, as, as motivator, um, because I need a little extra for me to do things like, and this is the thing, you know, like we're not always the greatest in every discipline, but if you're good enough to get things done, sometimes it takes time, you know, and that's, that's the trade-off. That's why it's great to collaborate with people. That's why it's great to find other uh, filmmakers, other writers, other people who can 
not only inspire you to to do things to make choices you wouldn't make on your own, but it it gives you some some I don't know some forward momentum when somebody else is also collaborating with you. Um, for the next project I do, I definitely would like to employ a writer or two. I think I know a couple of people offhand that might be might have some stuff lying around that I'd be willing to jump into. Because um, <clears throat> it's time, man. I'm looking, I'm watching um, the 40-year-old version right now. I haven't completed it yet, but uh, that's Rada's, Rada, uh, Rada, Blank, Rada Blank's um, newest effort won Sundance Directing Award. She wrote it, directed, and starred in this uh, 40-year-old version. Uh, great little story. You know, um, You know, I, I definitely see myself in some type of vehicle like that because, you know, not only is it, you know, kind of a comedy drama, which is my kind of wheelhouse, but, uh, you know, it's almost like singer songwriter, you know, because you're the, the, she actually is a playwright and, uh, this is her first foray in the film and she's also an actress. And so, you know, you get your opportunity to, uh, get multi disciplines, multiple disciplines out there at the same time. And, you know, it worked out great for her. Uh, Sundance was at a bidding war. So, you guys, if you're thinking about making your own movie, now's the time. Nobody can tell you a story better than you. It's, um, you know, I, I would say, um, you know, there is a, a space and an opportunity now that didn't exist even four or five months ago. Um, there are major streaming sites that are, they, they're in... The content is in demand for, you know, like they really are seeking uh, non-traditional sources. They're seeking uh, people that are not backed by studios, which was, you know, the, the, the common thing. And then, you know, of course, back catalog and stuff, but they're looking for fresh. They're looking for new. And I, I, that's what this film represented for me was fresh and new, even though. <laughs> hey, she's been here forever. You're just like me, you know, and I come out of the New York system too. And it's just like, it, it, you know, I recognize some of the locations it was shot at. It's shot in black and white, which is, you know, very, um, very Woody Allen inspired, it seems. Um, and, and it looks, it looks good. It looks really good. So tell your story, you know, Tell your story if you can. I say that for myself as well because it's it's time. It's time and nobody can tell your story like unlike you can or like you can. Like you can? Like you can. So either way, um Only Fans. Only Fans. I was just reminded recently that um only fans. <laughs> I know it's a it's a, a sharp left turn, but um, I think it's something that we should look at right now because um, if you're not familiar, Only Fans was traditionally known as a site for, I guess, Instagram models and um, you know, uh, I guess 
celebrities now, but not before, um, that were, that was, I guess, uh, opening for them to connect with their fans on like, you know, text message, pictures, and, you know, in some cases, uh, nudity. Uh, <laughs> so that's the weird thing about it. Um, weird. I say weird is relative. We all, we, we could talk with each other, right? We all know people get naked sometimes, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's basically like, give me one second. Okay, I'm back. OnlyFans. Yeah, so <laughs> the reason I wouldn't normally bring up this type of thing, but we are in a conversation about content. And when I tell you content for commerce we got to pay attention to OnlyFans right now because uh, in this pandemic world, uh, they released a list. And uh, not only does it have some actors in the list or an actor um, as one of its top earners, uh, it's just really kind of paradigm shifting. You know, like basically Black China has been able to in the past few months uh, release an OnlyFans account which she initially said was going to be pretty G-rated, you know. And, um, well, just to let you know, the reason this pops up on the radar, and it's all in pounds for some reason, but she's made 15 million pounds in a week, in a month, <laughs> uh, off of uh, 16.3 million followers. At £39.43, £39 rather and 43 cents per subscriber. What does that say? That says she's monetized this 16.3 million uh, followers of hers, which has been one of the hardest things for anybody in social media is to figure out how to consistently monetize it. Of course, we've had Patreon and we've seen other subscription based models, but this represents a shift. And I think it's because of the fact that it's more risque content that now all of a sudden we're in a new world where somebody can make, <laughs> I don't know who, who makes $15 million a year, <laughs> but if she's making that a month, uh, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last either, but hey, science, $15 million is not bad in a month. I mean, that's life-changing money in that short period of time. Um, and the second person that kind of falls into our category uh, is Bella Thorne. Um, I'm not familiar with her acting work, but uh, not as familiar with it, but I've seen her before. And she set up one. That got that garnered her um, fifteen at fifteen dollars or fifteen pounds and seventy seven cents. She's turned her twenty three point nine million followers into nine million dollars in a month. Nine million pounds in a month, and it goes on. Cardi B, Tyga, uh, Mia Khalifa, Erica Mena. Uh, Pia Wills and Safari Samuels, which Erica and Safari were in a relationship and they're now 
separated because they probably made so much money. They're like, I, I really don't need you. I could hire somebody else for this relationship and pay them a lot less. <laughs> um, I think they were actually married. They're, they're probably uh, getting divorced. Um, and rounding out the top 10 is uh, Megan Barton Harwin. Anyway, not that I'm suggesting that any of our wonderful listeners should join OnlyFans, but just think of the possibilities of having a platform where you could release the same content we're releasing for Instagram and YouTube and all these things we're hustling and striving to to put out our movies and our, our television shows and and to be paid for it. To be paid handsomely and cut out the middleman. I mean, now OnlyFans is a middleman, of course, of sorts. They would be the studio. But um, it's just really uh, interesting development in independence in media. I mean, some of these people make music and things. They don't even make music anymore. I think Casanova was the last on the list, the rapper Casanova. So it just goes to show you we, we should think out of the box, you know what I mean? And um, we should have like a, a OnlyFans for actors. <laughs> um not only just a OnlyFans for actors, but like maybe a, there's a place where you could just release your dramatic content on there. It's no reason. I, I don't think the site was even made originally for, uh, like I said, like nudity. But the fact that they don't restrict it, hey, that means probably free speech is unrestricted on that site. You could say what you want on there. And so... We're just in a new idea, and I, I, I want you all to keep thinking out of the box. I want you all to keep, you know, yourself focused on, you know, getting what it is. But as we evolve, the business is evolving. Who who moved my cheese, as the famous book says, you know? And, okay, the, the mouse is looking for the cheese. The cheese is in OnlyFans. <laughs> no pun intended. Um yeah, I, I mean, even if you were to set up your own website and be, build a subscription model, there might be some independence in that. And like the traditional methods might not be as as fruitful, you know, where you're still waiting for someone to give you the green light to sign with an agent, to sign with a manager. You know, like who's to say if you don't you start your own independent thing and you start putting out putting out your own content at a high level uh, that those people won't still come around and find you, you know, I'm willing to bet some of these people on this list would get an offer for a movie role uh, quicker than I would because they're more popular, even though I'm on the most popular acting podcast, the ignite your acting career podcast. I'm, I'm just going to claim that right now. That's part of my, my mind state elevation right now. I'm trying to speak things into existence and starting to make things happen, you know, slowly but surely. I've I've definitely had one of my better years um, this year, despite all the obstacles and despite all the, you know, serious things happening in the world. Um, but yeah, so let's keep our options minds and open you know let's not have 
so much judgment, you know. These people are trying to, you know, do the best they can. And they're they're expanding their horizons into uh, uncharted territory. And so shout out to them. Um, that goes to another thing I'm doing right now. I've uh, I've picked up a little um, a, something I wanted to do forever, because believe it or not, your host here wasn't always an actor. I was a young teenager uh, in well, a, a preteen at, at the time in Maryland. And, uh, I wanted to be, I think my initial thing was I wanted to be a singer. I used to watch new edition and new kids on the block. And I was like, man, these kids, cause they were kids at the time. They figured out how to become internationally known as musicians and something in my head, I hadn't really put together the whole thing about, yeah, you got to know how to sing and dance. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, hey, man, maybe I should prepare for this. I should learn how to sign my autograph. So me and Laurel, Maryland, signing my autograph on a piece of paper, learning what I would do, visualizing what I would do in that situation, uh, kind of spurred this music um, or pursuit of a public life that I'm on currently. Um, and, uh, I, the reason I bring that up is because I recently picked up making music. Now in college, of course, we all thought we were rappers, which is hilarious, right? You go to college and you become a serious rapper, <laughs> but we had some help. There was a rapper called mad skills who was in Richmond, Virginia while I was there. And mad skills was a internationally known MC lyricist. But he was also uh, the parking lot attendant at Virginia Commonwealth University when I was there. And I tell you, it was like sitting at the feet of a master. We knew this dude had won the, the freestyle battle for world supremacy. He was currently driving uh Lincoln Navigator, or I think it was a Lincoln Navigator, something huge back then that nobody had really. And um, we walked up to the booth, and this dude was ghostwriting a uh, A-list artist album right there in front of us, and it was it was huge. It was amazing. It became like this dream that you know, I guess we we all kind of have of being a recording artist like was right in front of us. You know, we would do little free style things around my, my neighbor in my dorm was actually making beats. So we would use his four track recorder <laughs> and, and make songs. Um, and we just kind of evolved in that process. Now I never stuck with it because, you know, of course acting became my number one passion, but I've recently picked up, an instrument of sorts, a MIDI controller. And um, I've been making beats myself and might actually release some music. The beats aren't half bad either. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, along the way, I've had to learn different skills. And like, you know, part of grad school actually was singing. We had to learn how to sing. So I don't know if I'll sing, but I'll definitely put all these things into a blender and see what comes out. You know, like I said, it's time to monetize. It's time to 
I come up with some 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 passive income of sorts to support myself so I can ultimately get back to igniting my acting career. <laughs> uh yeah, it's just like a really like I said exciting time for us and it's an exciting time to to be uh and a creative person because we're going to be charged with making the decisions that will push the next era of this through. And, you know, it's going to be non-traditional. It's going to be not like it was. Because I, I tell you right now, it's not like it was when I started this game. You know, like, it's definitely not. We didn't have to do as much outside. It used to be, you know, you get the agent, you get the manager, you sit by the phone and wait for the auditions to roll in. Now, of course, anybody that was above average was doing a little more proactivity, but um, that was basically it. And now, you know, the agents, they're not even considering you unless you're already hot. You know, we've seen a couple people this year on shows that have dropped during the pandemic catch fire and they are working right now, right now. Um, So. I'm just saying all that. I'm meandering on into uh, some proactivity, man. I'm I'm focused. Are you? Let's get it, y'all. Let's get it. Let's get motivated. Let's ignite our acting careers, man. Hey, hit me up. Just like um, this author hit me up for an interview, I want you all to hit the DM on the Ignite Your Acting Career Instagram. Ignite Acting, I'm on Twitter, barely. Uh, IgniteYourActingCareer at gmail.com is the email. You can hit me there. Call my phone. Send a carrier pigeon. No, don't call my phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to release my phone number like that. But I think actually one of them does have maybe a Google Voice number attached. If you feel like leaving me a voice message, leave me a voice message. Let's kick this thing into high gear. I love you guys. Thank you all for being supportive of Ignite Your Acting Career, all the people who have followed and uh, were maybe thrown off because they saw it was a media career one day and entertainment career one day. They're all the same thing, but we are Ignite Your Acting Career for the search engines so you co- we can build upon what we've already built. I don't want to lose any of you guys' uh, traffic to our podcast and I want to make it interactive man. Hey, one point at one point I might want to do a consultation, a career consultation live on air. Um and if you're interested and you're hearing this in the sound of my voice, send me an email. Send me an email with your information, whatever you think might be pertinent, maybe some video, headshot, resume and we'll talk. We'll chop it up. And um yeah man, it's time. It's time for us to make this make this our industry. I think it's yeah, it's long overdue. As I sit here in historic Hollywood, you know, I went through a apartment complex in Hollywood here, and man, it was like a Hollywood museum. It was pictures of every celebrity that had ever stayed in this historic hotel that was now converted to apartments. It was overlooking the freeway. Really great stuff, really kind of like seminal moments that tell you you're doing the right thing, man. 
So I thank you for joining me on Ignite Your Acting Career. And uh, let's thrive. <laughs> that sounds good. Later. Powered by Fawcett Media.